Welcome to the Music NFT Podcast. My name's Jai, a house music artist and Web3 project lead. I'm Brock, booking agent and music NFT fanatic. And I'm Aaron, a content creator and music fan. Each week we bring you the latest news, identify strategies and talk to leaders in the Web3 space to help you in your music NFT journey. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen to us. And with that said, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Music NFT Podcast. And today on the episode, we have myself, Boykin Koi, and Brock uh, as well from Project DJ. Uh, Aaron can't be with us here today on this episode, so we're uh, we're back to the the OGs, um, the the two original. <laughs> Even though Aaron was always going to be a part of uh, the podcast from the beginning, um, you know, we did start the first episode with just the two of us. So um, yeah. We're back, and uh, how are you, Brock? Good to be back, uh, having a chat with you one on one again. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm good. Um, I, it's it's been like, uh, it, well, obviously, welcome back again, second episode. Congrats, two um, two welcome backs. Yeah, thanks. the two two welcome backs. The it's man, it's just uh, there's so much stuff going on at the moment, but it feels like still the market's so dead. At the same time, yeah, like the the bigger like what's interesting to me at the moment. So March is that that every week there's like real. I think a lot of the bigger labels are doing stuff, um, and a lot of the bigger artists are doing stuff. In whether it be Web three, whether it be you know traditional music industry, yeah, and it's just exciting. And uh, and I'm so scared. Like the economy, there's just so much stuff happening in the world right now that like you can't take your eyes off it. It's like, what is going to happen over the next six to 12 months? And that's what I've been thinking about. I think it's interesting You just what you just brought up before we get into the topic we're talking about. I think you know, it's interesting that you're talking about the major labels doing stuff because I feel like so many projects were doing things when the market was good because they had you know, they had money, there was money around. People you know, were making money in the crypto market, in the NFT space. Um, and so they had money to be able to do things and try and build things. And then the bear market sort of hit and a lot of those smaller projects, smaller players just couldn't last, um, you know, once once they sort of essentially their treasuries um, became a smaller percentage. So I think it's uh, it's mm-hmm. interesting you just sort of sparked that idea that maybe this is the time for the bigger the bigger players to really make their mark because they've got money. They can develop things. They can do partnerships and do stuff. So, um, just an interesting thought that um, you sparked right there. So, which is uh, sort of, I suppose it is related to this episode. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Universal, you know, UMG Universal Music Group and their partnership with Endel. Uh, now we this did come up by a uh, a post we saw by Rob Ablo. Um, we we love his stuff. Big shout out to Rob. Has Rob been on the podcast yet? We need to get him on if he hasn't. I don't no, think he has. we do. And yeah, we, we definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get him on. Love all his stuff. Love what he does. Go check him out. Um, but today's episode will be about UMG and their partnership with the AI music uh, startup called Endel. Um, and so, yeah, Brock, did you want to maybe give us a little insight into what uh, that that post said and what's what's going on there and yeah chop it up um so so long story short endel is a a, an ai sound wellness company so what is that 
Um, a lot of you know, you know, on Spotify or, or other listening apparatus, uh, they, there are those kind of sounds, I suppose, that help you focus, that help you uh, work harder or help you sleep, you know, sleep sounds, all those kind of things. They use AI um, and obviously study on humans together to come up with sounds that are better for you. You know, like there's there's things for like ADD people like brown sound that help them quiet the noise inside the head. So basically like Endel is a company that um, just focuses on that. I think in here as well, they've got, re- it reacts to time of day and weather as well, like certain things. So it's, it's inputting stuff from your computer um, and like obviously connected to the internet and how it reacts to that in, in the world around you, I suppose. So it, it it's a massive project. It's a massive undertaking um, completely backed by AI, which is insane to hear about. And UMG uh, partnering with them to, I think the first artist they mentioned was James Blake, I saw, uh, is already partnered with them or maybe not partnered with them or, or he might not be on Universal. I, I, I kind of missed that part. But like as far as bigger artists, so it's like imagine I think, you know, a really good one's like Matthew McConaughey reading books on uh, Audible. It's like you just get those famous voices and you add them into something that you, where you don't really expect them. And I suppose sleep sound isn't really something that you would expect uh, an artist of a, of a high caliber, you know, like let's say like James Blake, I think um, – what was it? Grimes was another one in here as well. Uh, like hearing their, you know, hearing them kind of singing you lullabies to sleep, I suppose would be interesting. And then matching that with, <laughs> you know, AI, AI soundscapes that are, are built to help you focus, help you, help you sleep. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. You mentioned James Blake there. Uh, Endel, they've, they've done uh, previous projects and collaborations with Grimes, Miguel, Richie Horton. And yeah, like you said, the UMG artist, James Blake. Um, so yeah, it's interesting because you know what what they're developing here is essentially what's called functional music, which you know it has a function, mm. um, whether it's to focus, um, sleep, whatever that may be. But functional music also has, uh, which I actually find this interesting and potential um, for where this could go. This partnership that UMG is looking at. Um, apart from the the side of it that we're talking about there with the sleep and the focus and concentration, all that kind of stuff, functional music is actually something that's mm. used quite often in film and ads because, mm. you know, you're using that music to create a certain feeling, to convey a certain picture or emotion or something like that. Um, that still mm. falls under what they would call functional music. Um, and so I kind of... While I was thinking about that, it sort of sparked the idea of, hey, is this potentially leading to a play where, um, you know, UMG uh, has got all of their artists and they're able to just take their previous catalogue and stems and just pump out a heap of uh, music for sync, for sync licensing, for movies, for ads and things Mm. like that. Um, I, I could see a time in the future where, you know, you don't, no one's writing for sync. They're just grabbing, you know, they're putting in, I'm an artist, I make this music, um, I'm going to plug all that into the AI and I, I want to, and then I'm going to ask the AI to write, you know, the soundscape for um, a sci-fi battle scene or, you know, something like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see if, you know, that's a potential 
I was just thinking about that that could happen. Um, you know, it's interesting to think about the fact that, and, and, you know, that kind of like, there's a lot of money in sync. A lot of people don't realize that, but you know, if you get, um, sync license on a really big movie, yeah, it's part of the biggest part of the industry almost. You're, you're talking way more money than a beat port number one or a top, you know, top 40, you know, number one or whatever like that. You're, you're talking really good money. Um, and a lot of producers and, artists actually write specifically for sync um or, or that or maybe they'll write you know they, they might be an artist as well but some of their time or a large portion of their time is also dedicated to writing f- for sync which would then give them you know funds to be able to do their more artistic stuff which is their artist sort of project so it was just an interesting thing that crossed my mind when thinking about functional music and you know they're talking about umg saying that we don't we want to make non-music music meaning not music in the top 40, not music for dance music and things like that. Um, mm. They're talking about not using it for that because they had actually come out previously and um, and said, you know, similar to what the art world has experienced and said, we don't want people using our artist's music to train AIs. Um, the vice president came out and said that when uh, there was a track that someone put out, I think, in the style of Drake, um, yeah. using an AI. Um, yeah. yeah, we we chatted about that uh, a couple of episodes the, ago. Yeah, Drake, Drake and the Weekend. Yeah, and so UMG came out and were really against that, saying that they don't want a, a future where people can use their artist music to um, to train an AI to come up with music, which is essentially what the art world has gone through. That's mm. been a big discussion, um, you know, as that artist saying that they don't want AI companies to be using their art to train AI art generators. Um, and so I find that very interesting, the, the you know, how it's mirrored in the different creative <laughs> scenes. Um, and I, I think essentially what happened correct me if I'm wrong, um, but in the art world, it's sort of, there's nothing you can really do about it. Um, how can you stop people from, you know, seeing that image and taking it and using it? And it's the same with the music yeah. industry. Like you had mentioned before we started the podcast, Brock, um, mm. how do you stop people from doing that? You can't, you know, they talk about in this article I read, they were saying about Spotify and Apple music, not allowing AI to, um, you know, to access the content, yeah. but, I mean, how do you stop that? Because you, you can, you can, per- you can buy a song, and then you could use it. You could listen to it on Spotify. You could just record it on a mic. Yeah, I have a program on my com- on my computer that uh, that down like if I want to, I can download a playlist that I just link it to. Um, you know, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Well, you, I got I that. don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't wink. <laughs> That's because though. Uh, there are a lot of songs that you cannot purchase on the internet. Like they're unpurchasable. They only exist, some of them, you know, because they're from artists that don't have websites or don't have Beatport or don't aren't on DJ City or something like that. And they're, so, you know, sometimes we've got to find ways to find get songs that we like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, there's definitely some interesting concerns, uh, you know, and, and something that my mind went straight to was the sync licensing um, side of things, but I suppose another thing that we need to maybe consider is where is this leading? This is the, the first step, um, you know, of looking at a major label partnering with AI for music. 
Um, is this them getting ahead of the curve? And will this eventually lead? Like they might be saying at the moment, oh, we're going to use use it to make non-music music, in inverted commas. Um, but is this going to lead us to a time where once everyone's more familiar with AI, it's more accepted, and because they're already using it, it sort of becomes a little bit like accepted, more acceptable that they will start to use it to produce music, music. Um, I, I wonder. I, it's just something that crossed my mind as well is are we going down that road where we're going to get there? What are your thoughts on that, Brock? Yeah, it, 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 to, to kind of go back to something you were mentioning earlier and it kind of ties in what, you, what you're looking for there is I believe that, you know, the further we get down the rabbit hole of all this kind of stuff is it? it's not about the big fish it's about the little fish and it's helping the the it's just shortening the market like if i want to go make a movie as you said if i want to go make a movie tomorrow it costs every single asset every single little thing i've got to do costs me more and more and more and more money and it's difficult what if ai can help me like ai right now with video editing is going to be it'll be simple as like get rid of that thing in the background you know, I want you to cut it more like this. Or I, I want to get rid of this thing. I want to add this. I want the background to look like this. You'll be able to do that. So automatically, if you poorly shoot something, you don't have to go reshoot it. You can fix it in post without without understanding or knowing the technology. That'll be that's one to two years away. It's already happening now. Yeah. Imagine now if you can have an AI program that can help you do that with the music as well, as you said uh fight scene what do i want the music to be like dark moody grimy blah 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 blah, blah. not like you do a prompt mm, doesn't sound right get rid of that next like and you just do that two or three times until you find scenic music that you like instead of having to go through a website and download it and fucking go you know go through that whole process of listening to forty-eight thousand songs that probably aren't tagged and named right <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've got to, yeah. that's, that's a job. Then you have to do it. Then you have to do a licensing deal. <laughs> that's someone's, yeah, that's someone's job as well. Like that. So you, you're technically getting rid of a person's job. Cause that's what a music, there is a music director for, for video, for movies yeah, music managers. Uh, and, and music videos and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but when it's a, it's about, you know, the speed of art basically, is going to increase at, at an insane level, and I think these kind of um, these kind of additions are, are just going to make it like so good and make everything. Um, and just, I just I suppose just bring a, a level playing field for people that before couldn't operate on such a high level, whether it be musician, whether it be creative. Um, so I'm all for it, but yeah, I, I completely understand that. <sighs> The worry about the bigger labels, they're just not <laughs> they're gonna have a tough time trying to trying to police all this. Yeah, that's the thing, is like how do you police that? And you know, and it's I it's it's almost the irony of it is that they've come out a few weeks earlier and said, you know, we're against AI and using this AI and now they're partnering <laughs> with it. It's you know, if you can't beat them, join them. So yeah, I think that's yeah, it's really interesting to see where it's gonna go. And I do wonder if, you know, if it's going to the majors um sort of getting into it and accepting it and becoming part of it is gonna just accelerate that growth and that 
that uptake of it, you know, and people sort of being like, well, if the major labels are doing it, why don't, why aren't I using it kind of a thing? You know, I think that that could be, could speed up that, that, that uptake. Mm. I think in the case of functional music, um, what you kind of aptly said was, uh, well, as well, it's, you know, you have to think of streams, like the money, that's why they're doing it. You know, functional music. Uh, I have I follow a guy, a Twitch streamer, who developed his own streaming. You know, royalty free streaming music. Uh, he, you can use it for free, but every stream, obviously, for him, makes money on Spotify. And they've all got multi. You know, they're in the every single track he has on his albums. He's got three different albums for streaming. They're all over ten million plays. That's insane because it's functional music. They, people are allowed to use it. They can do whatever they want with it. It's not going to get taken down off Twitch, which happens constantly if you're if you're anyone that knows twitch streaming if you play anything that has a license deal it gets taken down which is annoying for everyone because they want to play good music so this guy went and took it upon himself and made three different albums for three different moods and he's making shit tons of money off it now so you know for a, a label like universal they're like well how can we get you know james blake how can we get people with these back catalogs that are massive and that will have a following, that will have their fans listen to the music anyway as well, um, how can we give them, you know, even more streams and make more cash off, off these off these people that we have deals with? So as far as the the, the, the labels are concerned, it's probably, just the you know, they're just seeing dollar signs. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, that Rob sort of mentions in his in his post that it's tapping into the growth of functional music market. Um, it's giving extra life to releases by, you know, I suppose creating this functional music based off the original uh, stems or the original music um, by the artist. Um, and then it's leveraging the artist branding, which is exactly what you were talking about there. So mm. um, it, it just makes sense for the major labels to do that and take that on board. Um, and so I'm you know, a little bit excited to see where that will go. Like you said, for the indie artists, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, it, you know, if these guys are able mm. to do this, why can't the indie artists do it as well? I mean, obviously you have to have access to the, the AI and hopefully that is something that, you know, I mean, as, as we progress, other people are going to make AIs. It'll be easier to make AIs. You'll probably have AIs making AIs soon. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just hope that, you know, um, it's not something that's a tool that's, that becomes gate kept, um, you know, by major labels or by whoever it might be. Um, hopefully this is something that, you know, becomes freely available. There was a, there was a really interesting uh, discussion in, in it. It might not necessarily find a home here on our podcast, but it, it is a discussion around AI and where, you know, like you know, I just laughed because you said like AI creating its own AI. Um, they were talking about the potential for driverless cars and AI doing that. And it's like, okay, well, the thought of, and this is this goes for music. It's like, okay, well, where are the lines? Who creates the lines for the music? So it's like, okay, well, if AI is creating its own music, it must have learned it from somewhere. So where's it learn, learning that from? And as you said, the labels, that's what the labels are most worried about uh, is like, don't, don't learn it from our music, but how can you stop that? The The issue is, is 
you start to find it's like who are the, as you said, who are the gatekeepers? Who are the people overseeing all these things? And they were talking about, as I said, um, driverless cars. And it got down to a question of like, okay, well, in a driverless car, who does it prioritize in a crash? Does it prioritize the pedestrian? Does it prioritize the driver? Does it prioritize the passenger? And then it's like, okay, well, can you bot like one AI company would be like, oh, we prioritize the passenger. Another AI company would be like, we prioritize the driver. You know, like mm. there'll be, there's like a, an arms race right now of all these different AIs, but it doesn't matter if one leads the pack because eventually there will have to be, you know, like there has to be overarching people managing these things because decisions at the very top will need to be made on on which direction because it can only do what your morals are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can only you can only lean in a direction that you're telling it to lean in. Yeah. It can't be it can't ever it can't ever be a person. It can only do, you know, have the personality that you're pushing it into. Um so these will be all interesting things as as AI and music um but you know in, in the creative industry I suppose develops. Yeah. No, it's definitely definitely gonna be interesting. What kind of morals will they have? <laughs> morals for the well. <laughs> If, if 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 previous uh you know things that have happened in the music industry or anything to go by, um, we could be in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, sure. you know, I, I think it's interesting. You know, AI um, and music is like obviously we talk about it quite a bit on here, and you know, I even use a little bit of AI in some of the music I make, um, some of the programs and stuff. Um, not in the sense of the level of the AI that, you know, these guys are using, but there's certain definitely plugins that have been uh, developed by AI, um, you know, uh, that are pretty well used um, amongst the production community. And, you know, a lot of people just don't think of them as AI because it's like, oh, it's an algorithm. It's like, well, that's kind of what mm. AI is. but That's a computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what AI is, but it's just obviously – we don't think of it like that. So we haven't labeled it AI. It's like no. when NFTs were called NFTs, you know, it's like, as soon as, as soon as the word NFT came out, everyone was like, well, they've been around forever. It's just now that you've given them a name that everyone yeah. has attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so um, some interesting news out, um, you know, about, about the, one of the major labels. Interesting to see, we're going to have to keep an eye out to see if any of the other majors get into uh, any kind of AI situations. Um, you know, is Warner is or any of these if, guys looking at it? If one's done it, the others won't yeah. be too far behind. And if anyone from any of those major labels is uh, is listening, and you are looking at uh, into AI, send us a message, and uh, we might get you on the podcast for a chat if you want to talk about it. <laughs> and I know some of you are out there listening because you've told me. Um, so yeah, I guess that's <laughs> it for this episode. Unless you had anything else, Brock. Um, hopefully, Aaron will be back with us next week. Um, I believe. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's all good, man. I that's all I wanted to chat about. I, I I'm I'm glad. Um, I'm actually really glad that majors majors are getting into it because it's just it's going to continue. My focus is, and our focus here is indie artists, and and assume when a major label does something, it helps create thought um, around that area because you know they're they're kind of raising a flag and saying hey this is a smart idea so it helps other people go oh cool i can look at things in different ways and look at different ways of monetizing their career so i'm glad awesome all right well everyone out there uh you know go subscribe give us a rating and review 
share the episode with a friend, uh, give it a share, all that cool stuff. Um, and we'll see you guys for the next episode. Peace. Yeah. If you learned something in today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a review. That's the best way you can support the podcast. Feel free to leave one on whatever podcast app you use. And of course, make sure to share it with a friend.